0: But the, I've got to say, getting punched by Lisa Gormley on the altar. Because it, it sums yeah. up our relationship perfectly. On screen, mm-hmm. off screen. That was great. It
1: was such good fun. Welcome to Summer Bays with Clara Kavner. And today I have the biggest bonus episode for you. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But in this episode, I'll be chatting to... Dan Ewing, aka Heath Braxton, much like much like every Irish fan out there, the Braxtons really were the pinnacle of my home and away viewing, I must say. And to get to chat to one of them <laughs> was simply incredible. Yeah, so we chatted all about his big home and away comeback, and what it was like being a Braxton in their big heyday. What it was like when Bianca punched him one of the many times I think it was in this episode we also talk about his many visits to Ireland, his favourite places to go. I also teach him some very bad Irish slang. <laughs> his ones were way better than mine. But what can I say? Got a bit starstruck. <laughs> how could you not? And we even got in a chat about his new film and how you can actually yourself meet him. What better gift to give someone then a 15-minute Zoom call with Dan Ewing. I mean, come on, unbelievable. So sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy uh, this episode. He is such a nice guy, so generous with his time, and you can really tell how much he loves the Irish. And just before we get into it, just want to give a little language warning. A few F-bombs up ahead. But it's all in good, in good taste. Few Irish slangs <laughs> require them, I think. All right. So, welcome Dan. Welcome to Summer Bay. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm ever since I found out you confirmed, I was like all hot and bothered and just can't believe it because you're our first big guest on the podcast. So, thanks so much on behalf of all of the Irish fans. Thank you. Well, come here to me.
0: How do I go? Come here. Did I go right? <laughs> I still got it.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for having me, and I I want to say
0: first and foremost, um, I don't don't get the time to do every single request I get, but I really love what you do, Um, and and you're so entertaining, and your fan base is so kind, and the true supporters of the show. So I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. So you've made your big return to Summer Bay. Dean Thompson calls in the big boys. So Heath has come back to Summer Bay. So how did this guest appearance come to be?
0: Well, it's, it's a really weird story. Um, the executive producer had a dream of me, or should we say Heath, because, you know, work safety and all that sort of stuff. Um, quite literally, uh, Lucia Dario, who's divine, she's like the, so she's, she's the executive producer. So for everybody playing at home, she's like our boss. She runs the show and she's so dedicated to her show that she has dreams about Heath Braxton at
1: night. Don't blame her.
0: (laughs) But then, so the script producer, Louise, rang me and said, hey, we've got this idea um, for the, to the return, the the season return. We want Heath to sort of come and help Dean sort out an issue. And like they had sort of played with the idea of doing longer. I I couldn't fit that into my schedule, but I think, I think it worked really well. Obviously the fans would always like Heath to be back a little longer. Um, But I think it was just a always leave him wanting more sort of vibe. And it was great fun.
1: You know, yeah, it's a good one. And so, what was it like being back on set?
0: Uh, it's like getting the band back together. So everyone playing at home, uh, watch Blues Brothers and you'll, the original Blues Brothers, and, you, and you'll know what I mean. Um, it's always very <laughs> funny. So the crew rarely changes. So that was great. It was like you're picking up conversations that you'd sort of finished a few years before. Um, when I did the, when I say a few years, I don't mean when I finished the regular show. I mean when I did all the, the spin-off movies that are no doubt you guys have all seen. Um, but the new actors, the new actors is like it's so funny talking to them because obviously they mention heath and bianca or all the other characters when you're not on screen so it's like for me it was quite funny it was like he did what oh my goodness bianca's gonna be pissed it's like it's like all that weird you know all that all the times they reference the old characters and it's just very interesting to hear them then discuss it plus the new you know the new parada brothers they all look like fucking jason i apologize if i'm not allowed to swear on (laughs) this
1: Australians (laughs)
0: Australians <laughs> see we're convicts at heart. We're just convicts. You can't blame us. Um
1: That's okay, you can swear. Anyway, oh great.
0: Fuck that. No, um but they're <laughs> they're just they're just these mountains of men and just divine, divine things. But it was um it wasn't just, you know, uh Patty and I working together, You're just kind of looking up at these guys the whole time going, Well, this is different, you know,
1: I up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you came in to save their day though now, getting them off the Riverboy Turf. That's right. But what I think people might not know about you is that back in two thousand seven you actually started in Home and Away playing Ruben. Ah, <laughs> with
0: that hair. Yes. Um so interesting. So- I thought I thought I was done with that hair, but I've got a new movie coming out called Love and Monsters, a uh, big really okay. Paramount movie. Um And it started off having really cool long hair, but they thought it was two Vikings for a sort of teen action adventure. And it kind of got to this blonde sort of David Beckham-esque thing um, so it's, it made me think of Ruben. That is, uh, but that, that was some, that was some good foils. I gotta say it's great foils.
1: That's so good. And so like when you landed then in 2011, the role of Heath mm. Braxton, like what, where were you when you found out, like what was going through your mind? Like, cause obviously the producer saw something in mm. you like back in 2007, they wanted to have you back that you, they were, you were in their mind
0: the fascinating story is this: I, I actually never auditioned for for Heath Braxton, which is pretty rare. Because usually, if you go away, even if if you even if they know of you, if you've been, if you haven't, if they haven't seen you in a while, they want you to come in and at least have a meeting or something along those lines. But it wasn't the normal audition process. I just come back from a show called Power Rangers, kids show. Um, I've done a few guest roles here and there, but I got a phone call to come in and meet for the character of Casey. Interesting thought, right? Dan Ewing is... Crazy. Oh! Even though they said, look, realistically, you're going to be a bit too old, but come in. I read with Rebecca Breeds, who's obviously now Clarice, she's doing amazing. And um, they said, look, you, you're, you're too you're too old for this, um, but the character of Heath, we wanted... So I got a call about a week later. I digress. I've got... Uh, the character of Heath was supposed to be around for about eight weeks. That's why they didn't even mention it sort of thing, because I was only sort of looking at lead roles at that stage. Um, but they said, if you take the role, we'll make it eight months instead of eight weeks. And the eight months turned into three years and whatever, whatever. So I never actually ever read an audition side for Heath. But obviously, when I read the character, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can do something with this. It was great. You know, Heath's the Especially early on, he was the middle brother. Casey was young. Brax had to always be a, the older brother, a bit more sensible. So Heath, I just got to have the, the best fun. It was great.
1: Because I really think, like, the Braxtons arrived in the River Boys when they came into Homewood, they gave the show this kind of like edginess. Mm-hmm. There was a real air of danger. Like I always remember that scene when the, you three brothers walked into Angelo's during that like singles night, right. and like Heath is all getting up into Leah. I know. And <laughs> I know. I still, Charlie. I still
0: talk to Ada about that to this day. I was like. Okay. You know, I mean, Ada's not that much older than me, let's just be clear. But she's the older, good-looking European woman. I was like, good boy, Heath, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough, my girlfriend, Katrina, is actually the same height and is European. So maybe I started something there. Who knows?
1: You definitely saw something in her. But it just really came at such a time. It's like, so... I sometimes describe the Braxtons as people who don't know who or watch them in ways like the Kardashians, but in male form. They like change. They like change the.
0: You know, because you know what it actually was. The, the The executive producer wanted to be like Sons of Anarchy, right? By the beach, Sons of Anarchy was huge then, right? You said the Kardashians.
1: That's it.
0: <laughs> Job done.
1: But like <laughs> big,
0: big buff. <laughs> exactly right like big buff I'm man i'm gonna ring him now yeah. it's like so cam his name's cam welsh by the way for everybody at home he's now working in the states um uh, i'll just go look <laughs> spoke to clark said, right on the money creating the uh the, the the braxton kardashians we're
1: gonna figure out a name braxton. yeah there you go but like it must have felt like at, at the time when the braxtons were at their peak it must have felt amazing to be part of such a like popular show and you're th- at the very heart of it
0: it was uh it was huge we actually because similar to the cameo that heath just did the build-up was quite a lot because we didn't i don't think we hit screens until a new season and started so that's three months of promoting us in this non-rating period we didn't we kind of just thought it was what happens with every character but like a lot of the people who had started before so luke mitchell um uh luke mitchell was the main one he was like dude this is like there's a lot of hysteria for you guys and you haven't even come on screen yet so just be, be ready. And I go, like, oh, whatever, but I'll never forget. There was a, one of the first appearances the Braxton's did as a family and we're in a city called Perth, lots of Irish in Perth, by the way, shout out to everybody in Perth. Um, There was like a glass sort of door a divider and the crowds sort have of knocked it over. It was like boy, uh, boy band, nineties, boy band. The only time, boy band. <laughs> uh not the stuff they do now. Um It, uh, it was that kind of hysteria. And I, I certainly wasn't ready for it. I was just this kid from the, Northern beaches, with I could sort of operate a uh, pretty normal life. It was uh, it was full on. I've got to say, and without any sort of you know bias at all, I don't know if any characters have had that sort of popularity since. I think it was that sort of groundbreaking uh, for home in a way that it's uh, yeah, it was it was certainly very new and very disruptive to what the norm was on the show.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Alf Stewart in some countries, but no, definitely. The- <laughs> no, 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 de- the Braxton's took it. We're just like mortal, we're mortal men,
0: you know, and then there's Alf. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, no, but- you know, he can't go anywhere, that guy. I, he's just, can you imagine being him, though, and walking down the street? Like, with me, like, hoo, hoo, like Imagine being Raymar, being Alf Stewart, and walking down the street. I, I
1: know. Yeah, no, he's a god amongst men. Uh, but no, the Braxton's really did take it to a new level. So... And being part of that family, um, there was a lot of memorable scenes. Is there one that stands out to you? For me, it's when you were holding Gunno off the side of the cliff oh, yeah, yeah, in that yeah, eye yeah. to eye film. In,
0: uh, an eye for an eye. I've got to say, I love my scenes with Lisa Gorman. There's a lot of because my- we were very lucky with storylines. I mean, I think sometimes on that show... Yeah. You can, you know, some characters, you could you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weaker storyline, right? And uh, that's not a knock at all on the writing or anything. The, the, the fact is, they need to churn out lots of stories, and there's lots of different arcs going at all times, so it's hard. I think the Braxtons were very fortunate, and I'm so grateful for the trust the writers put in me. Um, it wasn't just insert tough uh, middle brother here, who's a bit of a rat bag and getting done with backpacks full of ecstasy and, and all that sort of stuff. It was all the storylines with Rocco and you know, the sudden infant death syndrome and all that stuff that really affects people that you have to take great responsibility and care for when you're portraying that sort of stuff. Um, but the, I've got to say getting punched by Lisa Gormley on the altar is probably my... Bianca. Because it, it
1: sums yeah. up our
0: relationship perfectly on screen, mm-hmm. off screen. It was just... Really? And, and <laughs> she is perfect. You know, I, I uh, she's a goddess. I, I, I can say safely, I love Lisa Gormley. She still petrifies me. I love Lisa Gormley. She is... Uh, she's just the perfect sort of leading, leading woman. She's passionate, she's fierce. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, her punching me on the altar, that was great. It was such good fun. I that think was... Lisa enjoyed it <laughs> too.
1: A little too much, a little too much. But you obviously have a huge amount of, of following in Australia, but also in Ireland, our fans are so loyal. And you might not know this, but Ireland was one of the first countries to air home and away outside of mm. Australia back in 88. So, and you've obviously visited Ireland a lot. I have to ask, because I've always wondered this. Have you ever been to coppers?
0: No, but there was one, it was like sort of three stories. I forget the name. Um, I think might have gone there with Vogue, Williams and uh, and uh, Brian back when they were together. Um something like i forget the name of it but no i haven't been to coppers a temple bar is my thing i love uh, all the traditional music and the cobblestones i know it's a very touristy thing to do but yes. it's an argentinian steak place that i go to in dublin uh or just around that temple bar area but yeah there's all sorts of little nooks and crannies but um i've got oh, to say my so favorite nice. place overall was dingle gotta say yeah oh good
1: great Guinness yeah
0: my man my manager at the time he uh he was always laughing because one I'm not sure if Fungi is still alive uh but uh apparently uh, (laughs) he's just a statue now but he's quite playing. so I was like oh it's so majestic and beautiful there's one dolphin and he's like one dolphin we got fucking 50 (laughs) where I live back in like what (laughs) he's like Danny DeVito kind of thing but um (laughs) it's just so beautiful I think that the the one the one real gift of doing those tours is seeing the Irish countrys- countryside and how much the accent changed. Mm. In such a small country yeah. you can drive two hours from Dublin over to Galway and the accent's completely different and you know obviously and then you got your Sligo and then up north is here and um, my great grandmother was born in Skibereen, uh County Cork. Ah. So yeah, Cork's a whole different yeah. language. Uh-
1: <laughs> oh god yeah. <laughs> hate- I don't want
0: to hate male. It's just I'm just saying it's like the same <laughs> as Sydney and Melbourne and Tasmania and parts of Australia but the accent mm-hmm. in um, the accent in Ireland is that it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like someone from Tremor was saying something to me and I was like what? Like can you just, just slow it down a little bit?
1: Yeah. Know? We're we're a diverse bunch, what can I say? Mm. But now that okay, you can't come and visit us in Ireland, but there's now this amazing new app called Slab Time mm. that Irish fans can come and meet you, they can chat to you, they can get shout-outs. They can find out all about your like, day-to-day life. So tell us just a little bit about Celeb Time. Well, it's
0: really good. So it's a whole platform. Um, I think they're working on the app, but they, it's the, the, the platform goes through the sort of Celeb Time website. And they're kind of giving you the whole barometer of access. So I got a lot out of the sort of one-on-one calls so as opposed to, you know, like uh, your, your cameos and, and all these other apps, which are fine what Celeb Time has done, it's kind of like you and I are talking now. So it's a real conversation, real connection. So it's 15 minutes, one-on-one. And it's such a great idea for, you know, like presents. We've all got so much stuff. Like I've got more yes. stuff than I'll ever need. It's like, I don't need any more socks, you know? So people would buy a Zoom call with me and you get that real connection. So just like you and I are talking now, the people listening could also be doing the same thing, which I think is fascinating. And as you can tell, I'm not short for words. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's, I, I got a lot out of that because you get to meet these people all over the world. And don't get me wrong, there's the home and away stories and connection. But it's just fascinating the, the stories people hear. You know, I have people crying, you know. So if you take a freeze frame, it's like, oh, my God, Daniel is making someone cry. But it's the, the connection and people opening up. It's like, yeah, my mom's going through this medical condition and my mom is too. And, you know, I'm really struggling with yeah. my partners overseas and, all this stuff, its just that's the stuff I really love. It's that human being, that human connection. Um, and then obviously they do the, the shout-outs as well, which is always great fun. I always try to make them quite cheeky. I don't just do the standard yeah. thing. Um, mainly because of my, myself, I get a few of them a day, so I always try to get creative. Um, mm-hmm. I love getting... So instead of just a normal shout-out Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, I love getting asked questions. Because I love, mm. like, especially about storylines on Home and Away, because you get memories wow. flooding back. It's like, oh, yeah, he did do that. Bianca <laughs> would have slapped the shit out of him kind of thing. Um, but then the new, one, the new one is kind of interesting. So real life TV that I get a lot out of. It's kind of Video Diary-esque. It's funny you mentioned the Kardashians, you know. Um, <laughs> so it's like Only Fans without the bum. Um <laughs> it's um it's a really interesting way of going sort of behind the scenes so you know I'll I'll talk about everything from my how I sort of you know short circuit nerves to basketball so people can see like a tv interview I've done but how do I feel going into it how do I feel backstage and I'll literally just word vomit how I'm feeling so I'll almost use the fans as my psychologist that's like oh my god I've got to do this and I've got to do this (laughs) and Da, 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 da. Do I have a pimple? You know, da, da, da. <laughs> oh my god, have I put on weight in this? Sh- you know, all that weird stuff that we might think is just normal, boring day to day life. The fans adore and they love the access, um, but it's just everything. So, like, I'll ask fans questions because I want to know their opinion, I want to know people's opinions from around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like, I'll literally take them into like a, me playing basketball, uh, me and the just It's just access that you just wouldn't get anywhere else around a shout out. Or even via Zoom, so it's yeah. quite interesting. Um, unless the Zoom computer follows me on walks and, and things like that, but I find it really, really sort of fast, just fascinating. It's just a, it's just a means of connection that I really get a kick out of. You know, it's a, it's about me connecting with other humans, not just as audience members, but as human beings.
1: Yeah, it's great. Access all areas. It's amazing. Access, all, and- like, it's like an
0: OnlyFans, you know, like, band, <laughs> you know, what do you guys recommend? Only Dan. Only Dan. Like I said, just minus nudity, you know. So that, so that so, yeah, exercise,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, like, while you are only on the screens for, unfortunately, one episode of Home and Away this week, you are going to be gracing the silver screen later in 2021, the, the UK and Irish release is coming out of your new film.
0: Yes, yes, Occupation Rainfall. Uh, It's Aussies, Aussies, uh, Mr. Chow. (laughs) Yeah, it's and uh, Jason Isaacs, iconic UK actor, Daniel Gillies from Vampire Diaries. But it's basically, it's taking this quirky little Aussie sci-fi and now taking it to the next level, you know. So it did really Mm -hmm. well, especially in the US. And now you get to see uh, see me kicking aliens asses with uh, with mr Chow it's fantastic but it's a it's a great 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 film uh, it's not your cliche sci-fi it's not a cliche drama it really does have everything so there's lots of there's humor in it there's a real gritty truth and, and realism to it but it's a it's a massive sci-fi spectacle so it's uh it's going to be great and I can't wait for you guys to see it
1: oh yeah it's really great and i think it needs the big cinema screen with those i saw the trailer those aliens need yeah because
0: it's covid be quite interestingly they did uh on the gold coast so i'm in sydney and the north is gold coast where we shot the film and they did a, a big premiere up there with all the military vehicles and guys in suits and i couldn't go because we had border closures at the time so i had to see it on this little laptop that i'm talking to you on and it was great don't get me wrong and i it was still i made the most of it. it's still a fantastic film and but then I got to see it um, a few weeks later when the borders opened up on a on a big screen. We did oh. a bit of a press tour up the Australian coast, and it just changes the whole fucking thing. You know, it's it's such a big scale film. Um, it's a sensory overload. It's a it is a real cinema film. Like like if people have to see it at home. Fine, but maybe you know watch it watch it on a screen like this. You know, really close.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, no, no. but it's, it's just if you can get to a cinema it's certainly worth the price of admission um and like i said we've got so many huge stars in it. obviously returning cast from the first film uh but it's uh yeah. it's a real spectacle it's heath braxton shooting aliens in body armor and you know like come on
1: come on what more could one there. want um, but, well, to success, Dan, and um, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, the Irish fans, I know we're going to go wild. Going to go
0: wild. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye nicely, so I'll say thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much for your <laughs> time, everybody. Now, there was one piece of Irish slang that I want to float with you just quickly. You can cut this out, of buy, buy everybody, just in case. And I, <laughs> there's a term I, I got told by my buddy in Tremor, uh, go on to fuck, go on to fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: what is that, is that just like, does that
1: mean fuck off or get away from me it, it's like a it's like a polite fuck off it's like go on go on go on fuck yeah go on fuck like oh, oh, fuck. Oh, it's, it's, it's gonna... oh, i'm sorry I, just had, I had to
0: check it with you because you speak so eloquently and lovely and i just had to ruin i had to bring the, the podcast
1: off no, no, please. No, I mean, it's kind of like just off you pop, but in a. Oh, yeah, like a real slang, like place. what you'd
0: say to your mate, you know, at, at the pub. You know, yeah. i got to go home and see it. Go on to fuck. And the missus is. Cool now, yeah, yeah. See, we started with yeah, career, exactly. going to what the, I want you to give me one more I've got to use in my day to day life today. I'm going to be out, I'll go to the gym, I'll see some mates So is there something that I can just drop in really subtly?
1: Do you want like a swear? <laughs> Or do you want just like a normal? Give me one of each. Well, I'm sure you might know Pogue Mahone, which is "kiss my arse."
0: <laughs> it sounds like mo- like it sounds like Post Malone, you know that music artist?
1: <laughs> yeah, it does it does? Yeah, so it's Pogue P O G Mahone. Oh Home yeah, right. bum. Or my- so you can say that's your only dance so you'd be like Pogue Mahone, kiss my bum. Right. What's a nice
0: one? What's something I could say to my mum? Well, like a real like I want to dear.
1: You could say something like, ah, oh, begotten begara, Ooh. which means just like, ah, that's lovely. Oh,
0: it sounds, it sounds good in your accent. You, you live, you live in, in London now, right? So you've got a bit of that blending yeah. accent going on. You've got that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> I'm hard, turning into a London. Like real slang,
0: like a real Dublin, I Dublin, you know, like that whole.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, here, leave it out. Thanks a million, Dan, for talking to me. Yes. I'm overwhelmed. That's it.
0: You're going to stay in that accent for the rest of the, the day. Was, was it night over there where you are? I don't even know anymore. It.
1: Yeah, it's fully the middle of the night, but it's good. Uh, it's all good. CK, thank you so
0: much, mate, for teaching me all the Thank awesome. you. So when my mother emails you <laughs> and says, what did you teach my little boy? He's so innocent. He's so lovely. What is these, these Irish women teaching him? He was, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the blame. i happily take that blame. All right. Go on, fuck. <laughs> go on, for- <laughs> Thank you, so. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. So there you have it. My pathetic attempt at some Irish slang. I think I said begotten begara. I don't even... I, <laughs> I just... <sighs> Really got put this one. I can't believe he hadn't heard of Bob Mahone. Maybe he's just being really polite. But how nice is he? Well, I really enjoyed that chat I'm um, on a high. He's just such a lovely guy. So Dan's episode of Home and Away airs on Thursday, the 25th of February, and you can watch it back on the Orte player. If you want to meet Dan yourself, just head over to at underscore celeb time underscore for all the information there and Dan's film Occupation Rainfall hits our cinema screens hopefully in September. G'day and I'll talk to you next week.